Welcome to the Static Zone Podcast, where we discuss everything you watched back when TVs had a static snow cover channel before you popped in your VHS or switched over to Channel 3. Who the fuck are you? I'm Scotty Moe. And why haven't we taken off yet? Because he normally drives a Cadillac. It's Corey, a.k.a. Tornado Jones. Uh, I remember everything. So uh, Excellent, excellent. <laughs> Those are some, I, so, people that don't know, I don't... Scotty doesn't put these on the docket anymore, so I don't know what the fuck he's going to say. Yeah, sometimes they're... Sometimes they're like, reactions. eh. But that one was pretty good, so you get my seal of approval on that one. Thanks. Hey, you know what? I forgot. Follow-up to our Sliders episode... Uh oh! Oh no! Here we go. That's uh, fine. I'm gonna. There, there. Uh oh! Where I put my cards? Uh-oh. Oh no! His, he, he didn't bring his deck. Everybody. Uh, they're in another Uh-oh. room right now. They're in another room. Okay, that's fine. Well, um, be prepared for the next episode where he follows up because he actually has them on him. So- I bought a full set of sliders cards that don't have all the foliage. The foily ones, not foliage. They're not made of bushes. Um, but that's it's foliage, got some... you dummy. <laughs> yeah, well, I said foliage, and that's not a word either. So, want to clarify and let people know that I'm not talking about bushes. But I bought a full set of sliders cards, um, because you voted for it. Thank you for those that contributed on the Twitter poll. Um, and then the there was another follow up from last week, and I don't remember now, or something else, and I can't last, remember. Last time was the voices. Yeah, I can't remember, so I guess it's not important. Um, okay. But by the quotes, that's right. And by my shirt, you guessed it. And by these pops back here of gamer, best gamer girl, right? Jill Valentine. Oh you and uh, did I mention that I have a figure as well um, that my lovely fiance got me of Jill Valentine on Valentine's Day? Guess what? Oh. You're in for another ride of Resident Evil Apocalypse. We did it. We're continuing the series. Us. We're continuing the series that Paul W.S. Anderson started with his now wife, Corey. Why don't you tell us what the second movie in a, in a, in a series of six is horribly named? Give us the lowdown of it. Whoa, the box is okay, blurry because so, you're blurry. Well, yeah, blurry. the box is keyed out. <laughs> no, you're oh, not bo- blurry. Oh, okay. No, that's fine. I've, I've just got to see it because I'm an old man. All right, Pro-fessional. Resident Evil Ap- Apocalypse. Uh, after okay, the fans of the game will love this movie. That's one of the quotes at the top of it by uh, Sean Edwards from Fox TV. Uh, after narrowing, <laughs> don't do that. After narrowly escaping the horrors of the underground high facility, Alice, played by Mila Jovovich, is quickly thrust back into a war raging above ground between the living and the undead. Capital U for some reason. As the city is locked down under quarantine, Alice joins a small band of elite soldiers led by. J- by Valentine, they don't even put Jill, who is a uh, Sienna Gilroy from Love Actually, and Carlos Oded Fair from The Mummy Returns, enlisted to rescue the missing daughter of Doctor Ashford, the uh, the creator of the mutating T virus. It's a heart pounding race against time as the group faces off against uh, Scotty. All I see is that out of my peripheral. Stop it! <laughs> faces off against hordes of bloodthirsty zombies. Ooh, they use the Z word. Stealthy capital L liquors and mutant canines and the most sinister foe yet. Doesn't say who it is. Written and produced by the visionary director of Resident Evil, Paul W.S. Anderson, who also did Alien vs. Predator, and directed by Alexander Witt, Resident Evil Apocalypse is a superior sci-fi suspense sequel. There we uh, go. It is, you know what? It's one of those things. It is a sequel. That, you Technically, you are correct. Hey, <laughs> 
All right. Uh, so where can we watch this? Yes, you can stream it on the Netflix right now. Um, these, mm-hmm. like, all of these movies have been on Netflix at some point, but I don't think all of them are on Netflix right now. So pick your poison. It's on YouTube uh, and also Amazon Prime. You can get through Prime Movies. Uh, I, as a result of a Christmas gift from a couple years ago, I own the mm-hmm. full set on Blu-ray, um, mainly because uh, Rachel knows how much I love Resident Evil stuff, and she's like, why don't you buy it? I was like, I'm not going to pay the price for one or two of those movies because, as anyone knows, a series, unless it's like a moneymaker, well, no, even if it is a moneymaker like Harry Potter or something, you know, they release like like John Wick because I like those movies. I own the first one. I bought it as soon as I saw it. Second one, as soon as it came out. Third one, as soon as it came out. I probably could have just waited, but... Um, mm-hmm. So my logic was, I'm not going to pay the price for one or two of them that the full set would be, and she got me the Blu-rays of all six. <laughs> well, there so, you go. Yeah, uh, I had to confirm earlier when I was doing research for this movie that I was like, okay, I think there's only six, so we're almost halfway there. So <laughs> sure, they're sure all ter- besides the first one, they're all well. terribly named. They're mm-hmm. all terribly named. Yeah, this is uh, we've got Resident Evil. Resident Evil Apocalypse. Next up is Resident Evil Extinction. Then Resident Evil Afterlife. Then Resident Evil Retribution. And then Resident Evil The Final Chapter. So, Which if we know anything about 80s horror movies, uh, in about two years, another one will come out. And then the final chapter title won't make sense. So Yeah, maybe. I It's, yep, all just names of Fear Factory albums or something. But um, I want to state that this one should have just, if they didn't want to go with Resident Evil 2, they could have clearly just gone with resident evil nemesis well like that would have been great they didn't because uh the star trek nemesis movie had just released when this was being made and that bombed so they decided oh uh, can't do that that is an actual true factoid i didn't put it in the factoids but i did learn that okay um when looking up stuff for this movie so it's interesting gotcha um so i watched it twice once with just uh vanilla and mm-hmm. then also I watched the commentary with the screenwriter who was Paul W.S. Anderson. Um, the director this time around, it'll roll us back into going through these facts, the the laid out the, the juicy bits here. The director mm-hmm. this time around was Alexander Witt, who has also directed Born Identity, Terminator Genesis with the Y in it. That was a more recent Terminator. I actually enjoyed that one. That was one where it tried to retcon the first time with time travel again. And uh, before uh, um, Cameron came back and then he also directed Alexander Wood also directed Casino Royale and he is a photography second unit on a ton of other stuff. So he went back to that and stuck on that. Um, He's I'll, I'll list a couple of things like he's done some shit. No Time to Die, the new James Bond. Uh, Jungle Cruise, Bird Box, Avengers Infinity War, Spectre, Terminator Genesis, Cinderella, Hercules, Skyfall, Safe House, X-Men First Class, Fast Five, The Town, Robin Hood. That's impressive. Because so, yeah. some a lot of what, those are stinkers, but some of those are pretty good. So he knows what he's doing in that role. That's why he's probably still I there. will give, I will, because I'm about to dump all over this movie, but I will say... He did a very good job at his job. I will say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the cast and crew, Mila Jovovich is back as Alice. Uh, she's, I didn't even write down what else she's been in, but if you. Monster yeah. Hunter movie. 
Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, Not bad ultraviolet what, around this time. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you're thinking of. What's, what's the other one with uh, Corbin uh, and uh, the, the Bruce Willis? Fifth Element. Fifth Element. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then Sienna Giori or Gilori. I'm not sure how to say her last name. Apologize. She, she plays Jill Valentine. Uh, Sienna's also been in Clifford the Big Red Dog, the most recent live action one. She was the crappy mom. And she was in Love Actually. She's credited as someone's girlfriend in Love Actually, so she's probably not a big mm, part. Also, the yeah. classic sci-fi hit, Aragon. Remember that? It's dragon spelled with an E. Yeah. That's the correct uh, response. Moving on, we've got Oded Fair. Helmet <laughs> uh, <keep>, back. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, Oded Fair played Carlos Oliveira. Uh, he was... Um, I immediately recognized him from being in The Mummy and yes, also The Mummy yes. Returns, but that might be also because we just watched The Mummy. Um, those two movies are good. They're really good Mummy yeah, movies. Yeah, those ones are good. Uh, and then we Mike should Epps, do an episode on both of those. Uh, maybe. Mike Epps uh, is a comedian. He played LJ in this one. He was in Next Friday and Friday After Next and also The Hangover. Um, he's been in other stuff, but yeah, he was a comedian around this time. Uh, and then... I mentioned it was directed by Alexander Witt, the writer, Paul Doe, the U.S. Anderson, screenwriter, the writer. Um, he did not direct this one. Did you know why he didn't direct this one? I think the so I think in the comment, I watched the commentary track as well. I watched. So let me we're going to build up to it. But I watched this twice. I did a vanilla and then I watched the commentary track, but I watched it with. Uh, so you stop it. <laughs> you, I watched it with not Paul W.S. Anderson. So it was Jeremy Bolt, the director and Alexander Witt. And then the other person, I can't remember who it was. Other producer uh, or another producer. They talked about it brief. They like kind of like glanced on it, but didn't go into detail on why he didn't direct it. Yeah. Uh, so Paul W.S. Anderson's the screenwriter on this one. Uh, Jeremy Bolt is one of the producers. He, there are three commentaries on this uh thing there's one with the one that i watched paul w sanderson and so screenwriter producer the one Corey watched director and producer and then the other one is with mila jovovich sienna giori and oded fair oded fair and mila jovovich definitely in the same room talking to each other having a conversation and sienna was recorded separately and thrown in there mainly like when jill's on screen and stuff um right and uh uh the reason paul w sanderson did not direct this one was because he was off directing Alien versus Predator. And now uh, and now our listeners and Corey are just like, are you fucking serious? He cho- he did not choose the lesser of two evils <laughs> between they're, these. They're both bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I said that to Rachel because I was reminded of it when I just finished watching the, the commentary version. And she just looked at me with a blank stare. I'm like, that's the the worst with an alien name in mm-hmm. the title she's like okay i couldn't remember if that one was bad or not and because <laughs> yeah that's uh, bad because the second alien versus predator is still really bad but still not as bad as the first one i well the avp2 i think knew what it wanted to be more than the first one but we are not going to talk about those right now let's get through these numbers um domestic uh oh sorry budget oh th- this doesn't have the budget on it so let me find that real quick budget was 45 million domestic opening 23 million international 78 million worldwide this movie made 129 million dollars so it did just fine 
and it actually beat some records. This is this movie has a lot of firsts for us because normally we pick stuff nobody's seen. Uh, um, I'm so mad. Ranking on other records and milestones, it was the biggest domestic September weekend. Uh, it had the top based on game weekend domestic, which in 2004. Ah, shit. Can you look up when the Silent Hill movie came out? Because I don't think that was out yet. Uh, um, first but one? that's compared to... Yeah, the first Silent Hill movie. That's compared to, like, the first Mortal Kombat... Murder Kombat! Uh, that's compared to, like, the first Mortal Kombat. Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, the first Resident Evil movie. So, yeah, that's not a surprise. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, and 2006. Then, two th- okay, so that one was not out yet. Top horror weekend yeah in September, twenty three million dollars for that one. So well, we already said twenty three million domestic, and then biggest domestic September day. Uh, oh, that's fitting. It made nine million dollars in the ninth month. So um, yeah, would have been crazy if this was also, released on September 9th, but it didn't. What's up? Also, this movie might be a first for Static Zone because I think it might be the first movie that was a number one hit on the top 10 box office when it released yep yep so i'll read down so uh, mad (laughs) i'll read down some of these Uh, i'll go a little bit further i'll do top 20 or i'll just mention i'll do top 10 and then we'll talk about what else is on the weekend numbers here number one resident evil populace number two cellular (laughs) three without a paddle four jet lee's hero Five, princess diaries two royal engagement six anacondas the hunt for the blood orchid Seven, paparazzi. Eight, collateral. Oh, I just watched that. Nine, Vanity Fair. Ten, <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. Eleven, yeah. Wicker Park. And then I'll go a little bit further. Born Supremacy. Uh, Garden State was on here. Alien versus Predator is on here. But that's also Ex- its fourteenth. the beginning. Oh hell yeah! Uh, but AVP. Uh, that's its fourteenth week in the box office. So that came out earlier. Uh, than this one, oh, did, did despite we, being made at the same time. But also did on we here is out that what those little numbers meant next to the name. That means it was their week. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then Spider-Man Two was later down, but that was in its nineteenth week. I Robot. Um, so there's a lot that would be competition for this that was out at the time. Um, mm-hmm. One of the Harry Potters. Uh, let's see what else. Everything else had been out for a while. Not a, a lot of whole lot of horror on that list though. Not a damn thing besides The Exorcist, really. Um, yep. From what I can see here. Yeah. Oh, Catwoman. Hell yeah. That had been out for oh, a while, no. but that was out now. So, you know, competition. Um, yes, this is the first movie that we've ever discussed that was number one for its domestic weekend, uh, which is really which is bad. insane on so many levels. That's just, that that yeah, hitting a lot of different levels there. Um and that's pretty much it for the laying out the foundation there. Uh, I want to mention one more thing before I forget that this movie, um, Paul W. Sanderson mentioned in the commentary that he, uh, AVP did not start filming until after this one. This one started weeks before, so he was able to be there on set and everything with the beginning of this movie. And then AVP wrapped and was like done, and he was able to be there for post-production for this movie. So he still had a good bit of involvement right. in this, especially because he was the screenwriter. Um, he just didn't like, he basically did it and wrote it and was like, I directed the first one. We can't do the second one. Here you go. And still oversaw a lot because I don't think people realize a producer does almost as much, has almost as much direct, uh, involvement as a director, 
but they're just not directing, but they put in a lot of money and have a lot of say. Gotcha. So they weren't married because uh, I double checked. I wanted to see. When oh, yes. Thank God. Obvious. Thank you. Yeah, they were they married each other in 2009. Okay. Uh, so not until probably the fourth movie they were uh, married. The font is seriously so small. I can't read it. Oh, uh, no. The third movie came out in 2010. The th- oh, I have 2007. Oh, OK, then the fourth one came out in 2010. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Hold on. This is confusing how this DVD set up. Um, yeah, 07 for Extinction, 2010 for Afterlife. So they had done three movies okay. together. And I think he directed the third one, but we'll get into that when we get into that. Um, yes, we will. I want to give a little bit of background before we get too far okay. so that my nerd rage can be justified slightly. Um, okay. So, uh, you know what? I'm just going to bare my soul. Jill Valentine was my first video game crush. And... I also I read the novelization of these games, which are pretty good by S.D. Perry. Um, and the, the reason I say they're pretty good is it like goes into the heads of the characters. And one thing, the reason I like them so much, I'll never forget, like one of the first scenes with Chris, he finds Kenneth's body in the hallway in the first Resident Evil book. But mm-hmm. uh, he like Perry talks about like the overwhelming smell of the decay of these bodies and stuff. Like, you don't think yes. about that. And that's never really portrayed well in the games and definitely not in movies outside of lines of like, Oh man, that smells like shit. You know? So like the way they described it in the movies, it really gets you into the head of like, you don't really want to be around zombies, not because they look bad, look gross and are life risking, but because like the smell will just make you vomit. You know, they're assaulting Um, more than one of your senses. Yes. But like Jill Valentine's character is, she's a reserved, uh, person on stars which is the special tactics and rescue squad but she's like reserved and humble but she comes from a background of crime because her dad was a um oh my god cat burglar her dad was that and like taught her that's why she's good at lock picking that's why she like knows shit that you shouldn't just as a police person you so she comes from a background of crime before going into that line of work and everything um and so I really liked that. And also that was one of the first games that like scared me. So you have that connection to someone when you're afraid exactly. of something and whatever. Um, so first video came crush. Like I had the character in my head from the games and the books. I'll say oh, that now. You were, yeah, you were. So I was ready to see her crushed. in this. I was ready to see her in this movie because that's like what I mean, I was already going to see it. This is another one. I'm part of the problem. I saw opening day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm part of the problem. I know yeah. I have it. It's it's bad. Like, but also, like, but not. this was honestly one of my favorite like around college uh, memories because uh, my oh, roommate yeah. at, my roommate at the time he's never gonna hear this, but still shout outs to Steve, uh, one of my roommates at the time because he introduced Steve. me. He was into the he was into the kind of crap that I didn't know I was into until he introduced me because he introduced me to the movie SWAT. He introduced me to Bad Boys 2. Like that's what we were watching in the apartment and stuff during college. And um, God SWAT. And he he had a PS2. So I like we were introducing each other to the games. We found out we're both fans of uh, the first Resident Evil movie. So like at the student union, they would have. Oh, I went to West Virginia University, so it's a bigger school, but they had a pretty nice student union that had a a theater in it with a decent sound system. And so um, we prepped for this by watching the first movie and like getting excited like this is our weekend thing to do. I was not a I was not the typical cool college kid. I didn't care about drinking or going out or anything. So we were pretty pumped to go see the Resident Evil movie. 
watching all these trash movies I mentioned um, that I unabashedly enjoy. I do like SWAT. I do like Bad Boys and stuff. But um, the reason I say that... I mean Bad Boys. Yeah. uh, But, like, so we, like, watched the first movie, and then we went to the theater ready to watch the second movie. And I will say, and we'll get to it, the, the... the scene that shines with surround sound is the church because the liquors are yeah. coming from all corners and stuff. So, so it sounds like they're in the theater. Yeah, which was like which blew our minds because we're just like dumb college kids in an apartment. We don't have any of that set up or anything. Yeah, the TV speakers. <laughs> yeah, but that was like one of my more fun because I didn't really have anyone in college until him to like play these games and talk about these games with and stuff. So going right, like making a, a big making a big to do about going to see the second movie, preparing by seeing the first movie. It's it's a college, you know, bro time outing thing and whatever. So it was a lot of fun. It was pretty cool. And I think his enthusiasm for that movie, I think I liked them this I liked these two movies when they were out and fresh and new, but I still I wasn't in that headspace of I'm better than these at that point in my life. That happens way later. (laughs) Now I totally am. But I just wanted to give some background of like this movie still, even though we're going to tear it apart, it has it has some nostalgia for me. Uh, That's it. I was I could keep going, but it has nostalgia for me. So look. All right. So I I might have said it on this podcast, but I was when I was younger, I was a giant fucking edgelord. So I was when I I I mean, I praised the the first movie pretty well on this podcast. I thought it was soundtrack. I said it's the best one. Yep. Soundtrack's fantastic. It's the best one. I understand that everything's downhill from here, but uh, I do remember watching the second one. Uh, I didn't see it in theaters. Uh, I saw it on DVD. I think we had rented it or something like that. And I was like, it's even then I was like, it's not as good as the first one Mm -hmm. because I also didn't know the source material because I didn't get into Resident Evil until Resident Evil four. So I was like, okay, this is interesting. But I also I was like, I'm pretty sure like Alice isn't in the games at all. And I was just like, I, 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 cause I knew a little bit about resident evil and I was just like, why did they do this? Okay. I get what they're do- going for and all this. I wanted to say too, on the commentary tracks that they addressed that or not the commentary tracks. It was, uh, I was watching, there was about a 49 minute, like, uh, behind oh. the scenes kind of thing that I didn't yeah. watch all of. I'm sorry, uh, but they watch. were talking about mention that. Yeah, go ahead. I got about 15 minutes into it before we, I just didn't have enough time. And uh, they were talking about how, like, oh, we wanted to create our own, like, uh, our own narrative and all this other stuff. And, like, we're like, and I was like, you didn't have to. Yeah. Like, you had such good source material. You had right. really fucking good. If you're going to make Jill look like it, identical to how she looks in the third game, but then she does not act like Jill at all. Yeah. Like, why yeah. are you doing Like, why do you need it's- two badass ladies in the movie? What's funny is, um, so as we discussed this, uh, the Last of Us TV series has been out for a couple of weeks. I think the third so episode happy is I about to air. That. Um, I haven't watched it yet. I am third one the, aired. The first Last of Us is my one of my favorite, like no joke, in my top five video games. Um, second one, it's good. Second one, I will not. Unless you want a one-sided conversation, <laughs> there's no reason I will talk about Last of Us two with anyone at this point. But no. Um, There's I say enough that videos I, on the internet about it. I say that because uh, people were like, oh man, is the series going to be good? Is it whatever? And then one person that I follow is like, 
I don't know why everyone's so worried about whether or not The Last of Us series will be good because those games were made to be theatrical, to be cinematic. So yeah, the series is going to be good unless they just really fuck it up. It's pretty, what they were saying is like, it's going to be hard for The Last of Us series to be bad. Like that will be a feat if it is bad, you know? And so you would think the same, the reason I say that is like, you would think the same thing would apply to this because the first one's made to be a claustrophobic horror uh, experience the first game on a is, house movie and they sort of do that in the first movie it's still it is claustrophobic mm-hmm. to the extent of like yeah. you're in hallways and you can't mm-hmm. just run to the left to get away from something you know i wanted to talk about that because um, the first one i feel like this is like an alien because i wanted to talk about that because in the commentary track they talk about how they were they weren't comparing the first movie of resident evil and the second one to aliens franchise one to one but they did say like the first one was like this, where it's very claustrophobic and all that stuff, and the second one is more action-oriented and all that, and I was like, I agree with that. That's how these two movies are. Theming, Which anyway. is probably why yeah. I really liked the first movie a sure. lot more. Sure. Because for yeah. years, I said that Aliens is the better Alien movie, and I'm like, well, I've gone back and watched the first one, I'm like, I appreciate the first one. It's a lot more slower-paced, right. but I appreciate it, which is probably why I like this Resident Evil but I was just like, at first, my because I'm very reactionary. Scotty knows this. And I was just like, I didn't listen to what they said. I said, fuck you for comparing this to Aliens and Aliens. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, hold on. Let me re-listen to that because I think I'm just being Corey at this point. So. Uh, I had the exact same reaction to one of the on the commentary I watched because they said like, oh, in the beginning here, we're summing it up at the beginning. You know, just like you would, just like they did in Blade 2 or Terminator. I was like, whoa, do yeah, not, do yeah. not put your you movie on the tried. same level. Was Terminator too? Holy shit! I'm like, and they went like, Blades better than the Resident Evil series. But it was like two polar opposite, uh, like quality movies. Blade two yeah. and Terminator two. They did the same thing, so we're doing that. I mean, they didn't talk about it like that, but I was just like, woof. But I do. I, I want. I did have this. I had it as a final note. Um, if you if you like sort of like this movie. Honestly, pick up the DVD or Blu-ray because there's just a lot of bonus stuff on there it. There's a lot of stuff on and it. And I say is, that yeah. I, I I purely say pick this up for quantity over quality. But there is like there's three commentaries which you don't see often. Would you Would you like me to go through everything oh, yes, that's on please. it? Please, I can't read the back yeah. of mine because it's literally the copywritten bullshit. That's the only downside <laughs> of the compilations like that. You right. get hardly anything. So, yeah. uh, so for the feature disc, you get filmmaker commentary with director Alexander Witt, producer Jeremy Bolt, and executive producer Robert Colzer. You have cast commentary oh. with Mila Jovovich, Odin Fair, and Sienna Giolori. Sorry. Writer and produ- uh, and then you get per writer and producer commentary with writer, producer Paul W.S. Anderson, and producer mm-hmm. Jeremy Bolt. And then you get the previews. Bonus disc, you get 20 deleted scenes. I watched them. The only good thing lot, in the deleted there, I agree with a lot of them, but there is one where, because I was in, when I was watching it last night, I was like, I need to start doing this thing again where I, I live tweet to Scotty that I'm watching this with scenes, reactions to scenes and stuff like that. So I said, why are they going through a fucking graveyard? And in one of the deleted scenes, Terry, the weather woman, she was oh, like, yeah, why are we going through this fucking graveyard? And I was like, okay, I like that outtake. So or that, should, uh, that yeah. deleted scene. Uh, I took so. a picture just in case I forgot because I saw you said stuff and I read it. I read to that. That's what my phone said before I went to bed last night. I just sent you the screenshot. Okay. And I'm like, I'm oh, not going to address all these. I got to go to sleep. 
<laughs> but it's just a wall of text. And so oh, I'm um, putting this in the record, the video. I'm going to put this in the video. <laughs> I'll, 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 for listeners, I'll see, say here, uh, I'll read it from to- I'll read it from bottom to top because bottom is the first received to right. last received. Dear God, this movie is already more dumb than the last one. The way Jill holds this pistol is infuriating me. There's the booblers. Whose fucking bright idea was it to walk through the graveyard? <laughs> also, fuck these dumbass camera angles. All caps. Fuck. F- er, fire fucking proof doesn't mean explosive proof. The movie just absolutely ruins the nemesis character. <laughs> hey, that's and then I went tame. to bed. I usually do a wall. Then Corey went to sleep. <laughs> I went to. I knew you were sleeping because Scotty's an hour ahead of me. We're in t- different time zones. So I was like, he'll read this when he wakes up. So. Right. Uh, all right. Going back to this, we have cast outtakes, which the best part of the cast outtakes are with Mike Epps because he's just. I do want to watch some of those. Yeah, they said in in my yeah. commentary, they said if they kept everything in, this movie would have been like two and a half hours with Mike Epps improv mm-hmm. and also the guy who plays Nikolai's improv. So they didn't did, show he, any of the, the none of that was in the outtakes. Uh, well, he he threw in a lot of Nikolai. lines, and one line that they did keep in that he threw in was after he, he kills one of the dogs, and he says, "Stay." I'm like. All right, well done. That's, no, or, yeah, yeah. For him, for him ad libbing that, that is pretty good. Also, his fate is dumb. Yeah, it's, it's so sucks. dumb. Which is weird because Nikolai. Bitch another, it, it, it reminds to... me of a. So Sorry, it just ahead. dawned on me when I was watching it a second time. I'm like, huh, this kind of when they're. So what it is is Jill and they pick up. What's the girl's name? Something oh, the little girl? Ashford. Angela. Angela Ashford. I, Angela Ashford. That's the whole yeah. thing. Is they're they're contacted by Doctor Ashford to because his daughter didn't get extracted, so he's trying to get her out of the city and all that stuff. So they find her. They're going through like a, I guess it's the cafeteria of the school or right. wherever they're at. Right, and right. I got very like I was like, this feels like Jurassic Park. Oh, this sure. feels like oh, Jurassic 100%. Park real bit. And then with Nikolai's fate, it reminded me of the clever girl scene from Jurassic Park, and I'm like, oh, fuck this! Fuck this See, movie! See, what's <laughs> shitty is Nikolai in the game was... Nikolai in the I didn't game know he was, was in the game! Yeah, Nikolai in the game is the Albert Wesker of Resident Evil 3, essentially, because he's the douchebag, money-hungry... He realizes what Umbrella is about, and then he accepts that, and he's like, I will get you okay. footage and information about this, and that's like his... He really is, is quite literally three? the Wesker of the game, of 3, yeah. Nemesis. So this movie is is this this movie feels like an amalgamation of two and three, right? It's barely two, which is which also blows my mind because like at this point at this point in terms of the game releases, um, Code Veronica was the most recent of the canon it a, series. But it's a scene the, in the movie. Yeah, the Outbreak games were out now. That was the most recent. Ooh, actual I remember release. those. This was just before four came out because four came out in 05. Yep, I, I think. Yep, I was and, in high um, school. What what's hilarious to me is in the commentary near the end, um, Paul Wes Anderson. Uh, I'll I'll just say Paul W. Paul W. says Paul that w. he is like you know some of the things we made in this. Uh, let's see, did I actually write it down? Because um, he basically said like the game. We love making these movies because it's inspired by the games, but. Um, we never thought that really the games would take anything from the movies because the the games are already well into development when the movies are being made, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's funny you say that because the fourth game actually took a scene from the first movie. It's the only one in any of the games to do that because it has the laser hallway. The laser hallway scene. Yep, I remember that when I was that playing it. I was like, did it. they take this from the movie? But um, which is kind of funny to me that he says that. And then, you know, a year later, that game comes well, out. 
Um, I know I, I'm going to co- I'm going to come back to the back of this DVD, but Scotty brings up another thing that I got to say it because otherwise I'm going to forget it. So sure. they, in the in the commentary track I'm talking I listen to, they're all about like, oh, gamers love this scene. Gamers love this and they love this. Spoilers, we fucking don't. So we didn't like a lot of this stuff in the movie, but they're very like, I guess, respecting the gamers. But towards the end, it's in the helicopter when they're about to knock out or push the bad guy out of the helicopter and he gets eaten right. by zombies. I'm sorry, the undead, because you can't say... they even Someone said this, zombies in the commentary track and they were like, you can't say zombies. Edit that out. So, this was that time where it was... I don't think like uh, Romero did. had the name copywritten or anything, but it was like taboo to call them zombies up until... They had to be the undead or yeah. the walking dead or something. And that was way before yeah. the walking dead. But right. they said something like... They were talking about like making a movie. This they're like, well, see, with the games, people are going to play the game and just forget about it. But with this movie, they're going to remember it five, ten, fifteen years down the road. And I was like, you are cannot be any more wrong. That's what so. I, that's what I was going to say. It blew my mind that they went more with Nemesis because up until this point, we had one. Uh, oh, the remake had come out on GameCube of the first game by now. Yes, um, but we had one, two Nemesis Code Veronica, Code Veronica, and the remake. Two was the most wildly successful out of anything in the series at this point. They just skipped over that and yep. went to three, which was like so polarizing. And again, with the remake of three, it was polarizing. It like the exact. It was. I just sat back and laughed because the release of three, the remake of three after the remake of two, was the exact same reaction as when the f- original three came out after the original two. Um, yeah. And by that, I mean, everybody loved two and then three came out and everybody was like, why is this so short? I don't know if I like the nemesis. Why is this so short? You know, Oh, really? I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, yep, yep. I, it's it's really crazy. that's what I was going to say, because I wanted to think about like, so you said the remake came out. The remake of one came out on GameCube. How yes. long was that until that remake of two came out? But then you look at that gap and then you compare it to the gap between the remake of two and the remake of three and even the remake of four now. Right. It's just like. Why are you remaking all this shit, man? Like, <laughs> well, that's Capcom's always been that they've been sequels and remakes since uh, True. So. after the 16 bit era, basically. Um, but but going back to Nikolai, too, I was just like, ah, that sucks because like it yeah. showed how badass he was. And I was just like, wait, they're right there. They could help him. Like all right. they have to do is just play interference. But no, nope, whatever. Nikolai was done. So, yeah, it's just like it's so hard. I don't know. It's you, you want to respect the creator for what they did with their creation, but at the same time, they say shit like in the commentary here. The um, I for, who the hell did I watch? Who was what was the other guy's role? Producer, the producer Jeremy Bolt. He's like uh, umbrella logos everywhere. We wanted to put it in there so that it's subliminal, but that it's everywhere. I'm like, that's not subliminal. That's the opposite of the definition of subliminal. Exactly. <laughs> Um, uh, it's, it's but so goofy. What really led up to the success of this film was the amazing teaser trailer that they had for the regenerator, uh, like skin cream pharmaceutical thing. I forget what it was. Um, cause oh, that I'm going to put that in right here. Uh, great. Um, but the trailer <laughs> of it was, uh, so successful. It was the, one of the most watched things on the internet with eight and a half million downloads from November 03 to May 04. So, shit that that's a lot in early internet <laughs> yes that's a lot in early internet uh this is before youtube um yeah well uh you have to go to early youtube i think youtube came out 2004 yeah but like 
I, I, but the reason I mentioned that is they mentioned in the commentary, like, so we didn't feel like we needed to include that commercial in. It's in the background of a scene, like on a TV, but like so many scene. people had watched that, we're fine. And I will say also my excitement for this movie at the time of the the college memory I mentioned, I almost, I almost got, Steve almost bought me one of those license plates to put on the front of my car because I did have a car that had a spot for a vanity plate um, yeah. on the front and it's subtle enough. It's subtle enough if you are a fan, whether or not you've seen the movies, you know. But uh, what are we talking about? The DVDs. I mean, okay we're just buy. kind of. Let me go back to the DVD. So we're just. I love that we're bouncing around and not like going scene for scene for the. We're movie, bouncing so around, and that. I'm trying to get the good stuff out of the way because there's so much shit we're gonna talk. Um, another yeah, thing is there's is, a bunch we're of. We're not even into the dumping yet. So yeah, there's a bunch. There, so there's almost an hour behind the scenes crap. There's three commentaries. There's three featurettes. Uh, one of them Look, yeah. that Rachel and I did watch is called Game Babes, and holy fuck, that did not age well. Because everybody's it's... basically like, it's so cool to see a lady do an action, because you don't see that. And they basically, they're trying to compliment very... the fact that there are female leads in this, uh-huh. but at the same time, they're saying it like, it's hard to believe there's a female lead, a is almost what they're saying. It's a way, undertone of it. Is and even like, the ladies are like that, but yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go, uh, yeah, I'll go through the rest of these featurettes real quick. Like you said, one of them was Game Babes. The Game Over Resident Evil Reanimated is a six-part six part making of Resident Evil Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. You have the corporate Malfeasance, which I is... I read that word, so your guess is good as mine. Featurette on the real-world similarities to the Umbrella Corporation. Oh, boy, I, I want to watch that one. Mm. Uh, Symphony of Evil, featurette on the special effects used in the Symphony film. Symphony Evil. Mm. I should. I watched the Game Babes one. I should have watched the other two. They were more seemed <laughs> more intriguing. And then you so got a poster the, gallery. So the symphony thing is. Just, oh yeah, that's part of it. But it's just uh, concept art. I always enjoy looking at concept art. Concept art's nice. Um, yeah, the soundtrack is vastly different for this because it is a much more epic in grandeur film. So unfortunately, the soundtrack I feel suffers because you don't. It's forgettable, and I don't mean in a good way. I don't, well, there are good soundtracks to movies where if you don't notice them, they complement the movie, and that means it's a good soundtrack. This is just like it's not Slipknot, it's, it's not action movie. It's not Marilyn Manson. So like, no. you yeah. don't get like uh, you in the credit scene. I know the two songs in the credit scene. The first one uh, was uh, I can't remember the title of it, but it's a Kill Switch Engage song, hmm. and I was like, oh cool, I really like this song. And that the part where the screaming part of the song comes in, I was like, oh, oh, this is an edited version. There's oh, no screaming movie? in this. I knew. At the end, when the credits start, it's that it kill switch engage song, and I was like, "Oh, they took out all the screaming because I bet you they thought people wouldn't like it. That's stupid." And then the Slipknot song, I think it's Vermilion. That one's fine. That one's okay. They didn't edit that one, so no. But that's also like one of their catchier songs. Yeah, but the rest uh, of the soundtrack, or the rest of the movie score, uh, that's what I'm going to say is the movie score is very forgettable. It's generic action yeah. schlock movie score. So yeah. Um, I started to watch the commentary with Miljovovich, Oded, and uh, Sienna. I thought you were going to um, bring that up. Yeah. Uh, Miljovovich, I realize, is a great actress. She's very good at her job. She's very good at... Um, she's a hard worker, especially from what the commentary people were saying. I'll give her that. Rightly so that the fucking director who ends up marrying her was complimenting her. But anyway... Um, Oh, get ready. I'm rubbing my hands right now for audio listeners because I'm about to shit all over Mila Jovovich. I could I... not. I, my plan was to watch this with commentary throughout the week in my mm-hmm. in my lunch breaks. 25 minutes of the commentary with them was 
more than enough. I mentioned the last time we talked about the first movie. That's episode 20. We probably should have mentioned that at the top. If you guys really want to go back and just Fine. just binge the, the Resident Evil know. discussions. Um, so, yeah. If, oh, this if will both, be a playlist. If both of you out there want to go back and listen to that, feel free. <laughs> but... Uh, the um, <laughs> commentary on that one is with um, Miljovic and Michelle Rodriguez, and I forget who else. But Rodriguez is entertaining. She's like invested in the movie. Surprisingly. Yeah, invested in the games, like a fan of the games, a fan of games in general. Miljovic is just, she just sounds like a valley girl, and not a damn thing has changed for this commentary. I She's insufferable, and I don't care who Bad. hears it from me. She just like is laughing obnoxiously. She's talking about things that the scenes they're watching remind her of that are not relevant to the movie. She's also, I learned eventually, eating a sandwich and like talking with her mouth full. So, which wow. I'm surprised she eats sandwiches. But anyway, the thing is, is it's just like Oded is having conversations with her and stuff, but she's just laughing and it's just, it's so hard to listen to and then she, sienna definitely recorded separately uh her commentary and then they plop it in which is fine but she took this movie so seriously and she's talking about like watching uh, doing research by playing and watching the games uh and she admitted like she had to get some she had to like ask someone else to finish the game for her and like show her the game because she was just not good at it which is fine right. but she like yeah. liked the way that jill walked so she really wanted to exaggerate that because she's very sexy you could play a drinking game to how many times they say sexy in the fucking commentary um yeah and you would die by the end of it but uh, one way or the even if you weren't drinking, you'd probably be brain dead by the end of it. But um, you don't hold a pistol like that, though. The way so for people that uh, for this is I'm going to explain it for audio listeners and video listeners. Thank you. Uh, but I'm holding a remote control in front of me and it's like I feel like a T-Rex trying to hold something in front of me. That's how they're holding the gun, kind of. And I'm like, you don't hold a pistol like that, even especially if you're the best stars person on the fucking squad. You're not going to hold a gun impro improperly. Um, speaking of stars, they flash by real quick. There's just some newspaper clippings on her wall, uh, on Jill's wall, uh, of like her, not disbanded, but basically saying like, she's crazy. She's got low marks now. You can't, you know, and I had to pause it on there because that is literally the only reference that the first game's story happened, which is just so poorly done because the entire reason the Nemesis character exists is the first game. Because Nemesis' purpose in the third game is to take out the stars people that survived the exactly. mansion incident. And so it's his job to cover it up by killing all members of stars. But in this, it's just like some good target practice because they're the best yeah. of the best in the police. Dude, and that's it. That, that's that's what <laughs> sucks is because I really like their outpost. I like that there's 12 of them in there that they're like they it shows they are the best of the best. They've been able to hold out. I mean, ultimately, their fate, even if they didn't die by Nemesis, they were probably just going to be, you know, taken out by the fucking Red return of the living dead new atomic bomb that goes off. But I was just like. And at first, I thought the sniper guy was what's the guy's name from the Sonic movie? The main le uh, male lead, James Marston. I thought it was James Marston when I was oh. younger, and watching it now, I was like, "That's not James Marston." So uh, you barely see his face. I don't know. Yeah, I like that scene, but I'm just like they everything they do, the everything they take from the game, they just do the light version of. They do the light version of that. That you could have made this movie just fuck Alice. 
Get yeah. Alice out of the fucking game. Jill's yeah. the main character. They've right. he's killed all of the stars people, and Jill's the last one. And Nemesis Nemesis feels like nothing in this yeah. movie. Like he looks cool, yeah. but he doesn't do anything besides the chase great. scene after Alice. He looks, he looks identical looks to the game. So that's like the that's probably the best thing about this movie is how Nemesis is like inch for inch almost identical to his and, and but it's all practical as well. Yeah. So. Uses the rocket launcher like that's his signature, uh, you know, weapon and all that. Mm-hmm. Only mm-hmm. says stars once, which I think they eighty. I mean, it was eighty yard in because there was no way. Yeah. So yeah. it that they just did. So doing ADR, that. The F-D-A-R. The, what fucking they they <laughs> doing that pisses off the gamers even more. And every time they say, yeah. "Oh, gamers will love this," and I'm like, "Fuck off." Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. It's yep, someone yep. it's someone that doesn't fucking play the games, knows nothing about it. We're just going to make this we're going to Resident Evil and like make it I, it makes me so angry. In, in the well you didn't even play the games and then you're thinking all this. Um, I know I've gone back and played them though. Like I wasn't playing the games back then, but like I have gone back and I haven't beaten oh, okay. them. I, I, I thought you had them. not played any of them. Um but I've uh, only I've played a little bit of the remake of 3. I haven't played the original of 3. Oh, okay. Um the remake is really, really good. Actually, I, I really liked what they did with Jill because she's just she's she's a no nonsense bitch, but for the, all the best reasons. Um, right. But she's not. She's, she's not through some like, shit. She's not fucking action hero, almost Schwarzenegger like what they did with her. So when she's uh, in this movie and they debut her, I was just like, what the fuck is going on who is this lady like there is no essence of jill at all and then not even the they could have alice thrown shows in, up she they, takes the like, side i didn't i don't know if they said this in the commentary they could have they could have had her just unlock one door and i would have been happy <laughs> back then but now it would have been pandering but the closest thing is like she hot wires a car yes so that's what i was gonna bring up that's yeah. the same thing whatever was um Pey- was peyton in the games uh no Okay, I, I didn't think, so. think he was. Well, I also didn't know Nikolai was in the game, so that went, totally yeah, went past me as well. So I can look, but I don't think he was at all. Um, it's just goofy, man. Like, I, you have such good source material. It feels like, I know they initially didn't want it to be a slap in the face to the series and all that, because they talk about in the commentary track where they talk about that when they went to Japan and talked to the creators of Resident Evil and all that and got basically got their blessing, because oh, you kind of yeah. have to do that with, you know, with the with the creators of a game and it's just like it just feels like a slap in the face to the actual games when you have so much good source material i mean in the games from what i remember growing up kids would talk about resident evil 3 and they're like it's fucking terrifying because something is chasing you nonstop. right like you hear it like you'll hear crashes and stuff like that or you'll hear stars because it's like nemesis constantly is saying that because he's chasing jill the whole time and you get not like you get a very just a little bit of taste of that. But guess what? We got Mike Epps. So I guess we should be fucking happy. So um, Scotty's still looking up something. So, yeah, he actually was in the games, I guess. Uh, Eight and one. OK. Tell. Oh, wait. No, I can't tell. This website's so fucking littered with ads. It's hard for me to actually read the <laughs> stuff on it. I just remember because um, I played I played and beat Leon's campaign of Resident Evil 2 remake. And mm-hmm. I was just like, man, Mr. X is fucking terrifying. And then like when like the third one came out, I was like, oh, they're probably just going to ramp Mr. X up to a, like times 10. And that's going to be Nemesis. Mm-hmm. 
Because also at some point in the game, doesn't Nemesis like mutate and shit like that? Yeah, that's another like, commentary note I had was that they said, Paul W. said this. We did a fight scene at the end of this movie because fans already saw the ending to the game five years ago. So they didn't want to see that again. I screamed at the TV when oh. this happened. I was like, yes, I do. I want to see a giant fucking mutated monster leaping off buildings at people. What do you, What is your problem? Exactly. I don't want to yeah, see a fight scene. People. I don't want to see hand to hand when Nemesis could just grab Alice's skull and crush her in one quick That's blow. the thing. In the final scenes, like Nemesis is like, yo, fuck this. I'm turning on Umbrella. And he's like picking people up, but he's just shoving them. I'm yeah. like, he needed to pick somebody up and just rip them in half. Right. Like, that's yeah. what, like no, he has like, uh, another to thing. show the levity of his strength. Yeah, that that's what they didn't really do. They just stretched out the scenes that he was in. They did actually do that. They like stretched out the image to make him uh, a little bit taller. Um, and but they no, made they punching sounds in the in the game. Nemesis also has like tentacles on his arm for no reason, and that's fine because he's a Resident Evil monster. He's mut- yeah, and, he's like, mutating. That's one thing he grabs her with. But he has just a rocket launcher. They gave him a machine gun in this to mix it up a bit because they thought, quote, it'd be boring if he's just blowing everything up with the rocket launcher. Wrong opinion for action movies. This is not a zombie they, movie. We just, These movies are not zombie movies is what I finally realized is that they are action movies with zombies in them. Exactly. Well, that's what even in the commentary track, they're like, these are action movies with a little bit. They, they're like, you get a little bit of everything. You get a little bit of sex appeal. You get a little bit of gore. You get a little bit. I'm reason, like, no, 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 no. For some reason, Choose you get go hard on it. For some reason, you get a love story with Nemesis. That that was I know I let the rest of it go, but when that happened, when I saw this originally, I was like, this is so fucking stupid. I cannot he's get behind this. He's supposed to this. be a murderous killing machine. Yeah. Is what Literally he's bred to, to destroy the stars, but dropped out of the sky from a crate in a helicopter. The, this movie stars more helicopters than logical uh, events. But um, Which, is that how he, like, is that how he's introduced in the game? Is like he drops from like an umbrella helicopter or something like that? Yeah, that's it. They kind of they tried to put a, in this one. He just gets out of his hospital bed, but they drop all of his equipment off via helicopter. Yeah, which that it's funny they do it like that, because that's almost how the remake has a part of the game is like just weapon caches they see. Um, and I guess to try to get us on a little bit of track here, I'll go through some of my highlighted notes. Uh, the church okay. they had to completely make because they were not going to find a church that let them destroy it. And of course, uh, I thought the church overall was not a be- was probably the strongest parts of this movie, honestly, because it added the creepiness of Jill kind of just stalking right. around in the hallways and stuff. And you find the pastor that's taking care of his taking care, biggest air quotes in the world, of his mm-hmm. sister who's a zombie, and that's been used forever in other zombie things. Uh, I'm not saying that this scenes. was the origin of this of that, but you know that's like a right. big thing in Walking Dead. Um, spoilers, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, who cares yeah and uh, oh we didn't mention that the Dawn of the Dead remake actually came out just before this Uh, so it was a year for zombies coming back into the public's eye essentially I enjoyed that Dawn of the Dead remake but I had also saw that first before I saw the original so oh interesting Um, I like what I wanted to say the dog's the only one that survives but anyway plays a disturbed song that they play twice in the movie yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, island out in you know in the uh, the lakes of fucking Milwaukee is like <laughs> the tropical islands. So, 
Uh, I completely forgot what I was going to say. So anyway, move on. Um, Jill smoking infuriated me uh, because there's a lot. Everybody smokes in this movie like it's something from the 80s, like every other character, even Alice's. Huh? That's what I was going to say. Deleted scenes uh, elaborates on the church scene a little bit more uh, oh, okay. like the 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 the. The preacher has or the priest has like an intro where he comes in oh. and like quoting Bible verses and all that stuff. And mm. it actually makes a little bit more sense on why Jill was the only one that like left. And then she came back after that incident, because while the priest is talking, they hear a weird crash and he's like, oh, don't worry about that. That's nothing. So then Jill goes to investigate it and then finds his sister and everything. Oh, interesting. So, OK. Yeah. Like hmm. it just would have been nice on that. Uh, they, they probably would have thought that would have slowed it down a little too much. Because the other know. one was the guy they meet in the church, the first guy with the Magnum. Oh. Uh, so you, the delete, yeah. yeah so the deleted scene of the chick running up to the top of the building and 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 evidently or eventually introducing uh, Os is it Oscar? Not Oscar. I don't know. No, He's who is uh, who dead in the same scene? So almost. No, no, no. I'm talking about the guy that jumps from the helicopter. Oh, Carlos. Uh, that, that's Carlos. Yeah. Carlos uh so that was he was actually in that scene running a, ahead of that girl and he like locked her out of like he shut the door behind him so she couldn't get on the roof and he got away and all that stuff so oh. it would show that he's more of a piece of shit than he already is Carlos is no no, no I'm talking about the guy that was in the church the guy okay. that was in the church Sorry. that they meet is yep. in that the deleted scene of that yeah it's go watch the deleted scene it's only like 10 minutes I'm so. all right um, I might though. <laughs> I might though. You will. Uh, um, the liquors were improved because in the first movie, they, I think we mentioned this, that not until mostly through making the movie, they did, they did, they decide to ha have liquors, have a liquor in it. And then they had to add it through CG. And that's why it looks so bad. Cause it was an afterthought. This one, they look better, look. but thought... they still haven't aged well. Um, but there are a couple in this, and that's I mentioned that is a cool scene in surround sound if you have the ability to watch it like that because they're jumping all around the, ce the ceiling and stuff. Um, as much as I hated it, as much as I hate Alice as a character, her entrance is fucking great and stupid because she crashes. Really, that was her through. on the motorcycle too. She did all the stunts, almost all the stunts in this. She literally, it is her running down the side of the building. I still don't know why that, that happens. So fucking stupid. I still don't know she why that happens. dumb doing that. She looks like she's <laughs> making a shit running down the fucking building. <laughs> I would be. I would have shit myself multiple times if I did that. But, um, so I think that's why she's highly regarded in the biz because she's a hard worker. Uh, and again, great actress because I don't admit think she's a hard worker. I could be in the same room as her and hear her talking anyway i yep, won't don't admit care she's a good actress sounds. yeah uh but the um what'd you say sorry oh i said I, i'll admit that she's a hard worker but i will not admit she's a good actress well she's nothing like the character she portrays so that's why i say she's a good actress like that's she's she well puts, i guess she that's puts true. on a show um but so like because she comes crashing through the stained glass windows turns on a motorcycle, turns the motorcycle around, launches at the at the liquor, does a backflip off the motorcycle, pulls out two guns. You didn't need two to do this. Shoots the gas tank to blow it up well, and the did. liquor. Cool. You need, and then, hold on. You're overlooking the slow-mo bullet uh, oh, zoom in. Yes. Yeah. You can tell the budget was that bigger because they had two bullets with umbrella on the back of them. <laughs> that, that, that's Paul W.S. Anderson said that, so I can't take credit for that. Okay. Um, but then, blood splatter on Jill's boot, and I this is just like the nail in the coffin on whether or not I enjoy Jill as a character in this movie. Cause she goes, who the fuck are you? 
And they may as well like kicked in Dragula or something after that because fucking Jesus Christ, it's all so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, we- that's probably where it would have fit because I think after that scene is where it transfers to LP. Is that his name? I already forgot. LJ. LJ. Where it transfers to LJ and he goes GTA motherfucker and runs over <laughs> some people in a car. That's when Dragula should have been playing. Yeah. Uh, you got your boobies. You get your boobies in this movie, right after you know that. Which is stupid. That's how he doesn't have a car anymore. He wrecks a car because he's looking at undead boobs. And I'm like, ah, whatever. I don't. That's care. a pretty real. Like, that's a pretty real to life scenario. You'd fuck your car up by driving by some tits. I would be a little bit more concerned on what the fucking city's going down, but I get yeah. it. He's the comedic relief. So yeah, he sure is. And uh, here's a factoid for you. Do you know? I they might have mentioned it in the commentary. Do you know who originally was cast as LJ's character? Nope. He, they did not say it. Um, he backed out at the last second because he had just finished touring. Snoop Dogg was going to be in this movie. What? Okay, I'm glad they <laughs> went with Mike Epps. I so. <laughs> Dude, so many more people would know about this movie if Snoop Dogg was in it, I feel. And that would have been... It just, I don't think he would have worked. His demeanor would not have worked for this as the comic No, he'd just relief. be like, hey, look at these sniggity diggity zombies, y'all. Like- yeah, it, <laughs> I don't think it would have worked. And I said that, and Rachel's like, does he, has he been in stuff? I was like, he's Huggy Bear or whatever Soul in the Blaine. Charlie's Angels uh, remake. The um, team Charlie's yeah. Angels remake and other he's stuff. He's in some shit. He's in uh, My Name is Dolomite. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he definitely, quote unquote, acts and stuff um him and martha stewart are like best friends so. i that's uh, it looks like it uh but yeah when they when they said that i was like i gotta fucking write that down because that doesn't make any sense to me but man, was that the I big think, shocker one that you didn't want me to know about yeah that that blew my mind that's that pretty really good did. yeah um so i think they did all right with mike Epps. so i think he fits the part better especially uh, I mean, mike Epps was the one thing i remembered from the movie so i did not i forgot about his character entirely and uh his fucking entrance or not entrance introduction to the whole stars team motherfucker please my shit is custom and he has two yeah, gold giant gold. hand cannons yeah. Ugh. So stupid. That's fine. It's it's fine because of the way Mike Epps delivers it, and he's just a good. Right. He, I, Mike Epps is a good comedian, so I like him. Yeah. So his scenes, I can kind of like. I'm all right. I'm all right with. I'm so mad at everything else that I'm okay with Mike Epps being in the movie. So <laughs> another factoid that blew my mind while we're on the topic of getting my mind blown. Okay. Um, the okay. uh, the totally not Raptors Jurassic Park kitchen scene after that. So yeah. that's when Jill has found Angela in the school um, and they're going through the kitchen and dogs are fi- are following them. I forgot yes. it was dogs, not liquors. One of the deleted um, scenes elaborates on the sneaking around. So. Oh, OK. Uh, but so uh, I think Jill runs out of she either runs out of ammo or loses her gun. Uh, I forget Something. Yeah. exactly what happens. But so they get out of the she but she. I this was the this was a I, I give it to her for being resourceful. It was a cool idea. She turns all the stoves on, and she we mentioned yes. that she's a smoker, so she has a bo- uh, uh, matchbook with her. You um, gotta you gotta mention the way she, the cool way she does her fucking matches. She just like like basically snapping your fingers almost is how it's she like Roy Mustang matches. from fucking Full Metal Alchemist, where he's just like boof, it makes flame. So God, I hated every time. Uh, but sorry. I love in this scene, but how. Yeah, uh, I don't know if we're going to be talking about the same thing. Uh, oh, I think I know what you're going to talk about. But um, I was going to let actually, you deliver it. So. I, I legitimately enjoyed 
how well they portrayed her oh shit face because they're like running out of the kitchen away from the dogs that's now filled with gas and she has her matchbook, lights a match and throws it in there. Then the match goes out and for a split second you see her like, oh, that didn't work. We are now dead. Yeah. I, I really appreciated yeah. she did that. That was like the only Jill scene I enjoyed because you can see the her face just go from I'm badass to oh fuck. fuck. It, yeah. <laughs> and oh. So go ahead and tell us what happens, how they get out of that hairy situation. So uh, I guess Jill just kind of like dives to the side and then Alice jumps in in one swift motion, grabs the fireproof blanket and puts it around her and Angela, the child. And the fire just go like it, you know, it still explodes because she throws her cigarette she into the fucking cigarette like, at the closed door, knowing yes. that the dogs, knowing that the Cerberi, the Cerberus dogs yes. are going to jump through the glass so that in yep. that one motion, um, Flick cigarette, dog jumps through window, glass breaks, cigarette, cigarette goes, goes through in. glass into kitchen. Explosion. And this is the part where I messaged you and I said, fucking fireproof blanket doesn't mean explosive proof because the force of the explosion would have knocked them on their fucking asses. I'm uh, so mad. Also, they had to build this scene. So, because the pyrotechnics is really fucking weird in, uh, in Canada, like the laws are. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I'll film uh, we, I think we have a little bit of that to think to Metallica because Metallica at one point was touring up there mm. and someone fucked up the pyrotechnics and I think James Hetfield walked right into a pyrotechnics that was they just set off so mm. he just got a face full of fire so <laughs> yeah metal. and after that there was some strict laws and all that I'm so fucking mad at this scene it's so fucking stupid it's another thing it's a personification of the entire fucking movie because it's just like Alice is like Fuck you, Jill, and fuck you, gamers that like the games. I'm here. Let me do this. I'm the leader of this movie and this franchise. Fuck you. This movie's fucking terrible. I'm so excited to tell you this small bit of information then that I learned from the commentary. This was said, I had to rewind it and listen to it again because they were serious when they said that, said this. Paul W. Sanderson said originally the fire blanket was supposed to be an American flag. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, listener, you. Corey just left. Fuck he he you. stood up out of anger and walked away. It's great. Screaming. I hate. I'm and I was like, right "Are you now. kidding me? Are you kidding me? I can't." Like, is America. he serious? And Rachel was like, "He's serious." I'm like, "That's amazing. That's so fucking stupid." And uh, he says in the commentary, "Like, yeah, we decided that may not fly too right, so we we didn't do that." <laughs> they needed one person, one gamer to be on the set to be like they that's had fucking cliffy dumb b. right they had cliffy b in the set of the first one look how great of a job he did i made gears of war and unreal tournament and whatever so i know how resident evil should be Scotty, i think we just we can do this we can get backing for this we're just going to remake the first two movies and we're going to make them oh. <laughs> when they were talking about the shots for i forget what scene it was um this isn't even the most absurd shit in the franchise that i know some of the stupid shit that goes on later on even though this is the these two movies are the only ones i've ever watched in the series in their entirety so right. all the ones moving forward are going to be happy situations uh, <laughs> or happy viewings i don't know it's gonna be real i'm just ready for wesker because i know he's fucking dumb so <laughs> yeah uh he's agent smith spoilers um 
the I what? forget what scene he's he's Agent Smith in these movies. That's it's fucking bad. Um, OK, like from the Matrix. That's basically what he feels like. he is. Oh, OK. I was like, there wasn't an Agent Smith in this movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, they, they had Wesker. Um, but so there was a scene. Hugo does it better. They were talking about how they cut away and like do tricks with the camera and stuff. And I told Rachel, I'm like, oh, that's what I do for my unboxings, like to make it seem like I'm hitting my phone and knocking it on the floor real hard and stuff. Yeah, I just cut it real quick and then I drop my phone. I'm not actually smashing things into my phone. I'm like, honey, ah. that's movie magic. And I, which means I could make these. <laughs> so, yeah, because yeah, I, I didn't fucking know that, Scotty. Like, you oh, did really well. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Um, you let I, me behind the curtain a little too much. Sometimes I know what I'm doing with my unboxing parodies, everybody. Uh, check on my YouTube channel. I'm like, he's anyway. going to fuck his new phone up. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, it's tricks. Tricks. Using tricks. Can we, okay. Speaking of movie magic, can we talk about. So, I don't know what they're called. But there's like very weird, like, I'm not going to say Dutch angles, but they do a lot of weird cutting and weird angles. And then they also do like, like this. Yeah. Uh, like, what's the thing? Uh, like they ooh. they whenever they show stop it, you're going to make me sick. <laughs> whenever they do the thing of where they're showing some of the undead that mm-hmm. they like make them like mo- they're at a slower shutter speed or something or like that. Right. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's, it's they do it it's, with Jill when Jill goes to pick up the bad guy after Mike Epps punches him out. Rate. I don't know what to call it, but it's not the frame rate. But yeah, it's like a flicker. It's like a weird. It's weird. I don't know enough thing. about movie magic or movie cinematography. I know a good amount, but I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah, it's hard. It to looks describe. bad. It's similar it was to 2004. Um, I'm trying to think of what you'd even compare it to because I, I have seen other stuff use it, but I don't know. It's just it's it's to create that sense of dread and chaos, essentially. But it's just like, oh, no, I got some of the out of focus, I got some of the, you know. Yeah, I got some of the weird vibes from when we watched House of the Dead that one time. And I was just like, this is weird oh, no. cuts and shit. Yeah, I was we're going to bring it up. God damn it. So because yeah. they talked about it on the they talked about it. Oh, they talked about it in that Red Lady Media stuff. So they're just like, yeah. I forgot that that movie actually interspliced scenes of the game in it. And that was even worse. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's real bad. Because um, they could have done that with Resident Evil as well. <laughs> in the commentary, uh, they literally said at one point, there's a lot of Ripley. They keep talking about John Carpenter and James. Or, um, uh, wait, James Cameron did Terminator, right? John Carpenter. Yes. Is horror stuff. Uh, I, I always get them confused. Um, the names anyway, but like they keep talking right. about like, yeah, there's a lot of Ripley in Miliovovich's character. And I, I said out Fuck loud, you. don't you dare. And don't to the point that I scared dare. Rachel, she was like reaching for our switch next to the TV. And she was like, <laughs> I thought you were angry and didn't want me to play the switch. I'm like, no, I'm yelling at them to have the audacity to compare Ellen Ripley's character to Alice from the Resident Evil movies. <laughs> I get a lot of so I wonder if a lot of just early 2000s directors and screenwriters just thought like they were like gifts to like the movie gods because like Eli Roth does a lot. That was Eli their, Roth uh... does a lot of that shit too, where he's just like, oh yeah, this is just like you know you know it's just like this Emmy nominated or Oscar winning movie or something like that. I'm doing the same thing, so why don't I get one? And I'm like, because you're fucking bad at what you do. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to give you a list of people to fucking add at on social media. And because <laughs> I want everyone to be pissed off at me. Right. I don't care. Mila Yovovich and Eli Roth are hacks. So fuck, look, I wouldn't be so bad about me. I wouldn't be so hard on Mila Yovovich. She didn't fucking ruin. They did the same goddamn thing with Monster Hunter. Oh, Monster nice. Hunter, you know, is one of my 
favorite video game franchises. I've been there since the fucking beginning. I've loved every Monster Hunter game, even the bad ones. And that movie came out, and I just wanted to fucking puke is what I wanted to do. Yeah, the well, CG of the monsters looks great, but I don't get... Anyway, I'll shut up. Add <laughs> so... it to the pile. Add it to the pile. Um, <laughs> but hey, you know what's great? You know what fixes everything? That's right. Psychic powers, baby. Okay. Why? Uh, we're, st- we're still Why? recording. Don't worry, we're still here, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I had to rub my temples and look away for a second. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so after the end... So now that Matt the Nemesis is dead, uh, <laughs> and we thought she's she was un- too. She, She's unlocked her whole fucking potential, I guess. Hell so, yeah. She yeah, just, she just, just like a super... Just, just like a Saiyan prince, she had to have her ass beat and then recover to become stronger. It's, I'm surprised they didn't fucking mention that in here somehow. And also, when that guy's bleeding from the eyes and all the holes on his face, like, it looks bad. It looks like fucking strawberry uh, jelly is what it looks like. It looks really bad. In the commentary, they mentioned how they wanted to make his head explode. They were ready to do that, but they didn't get the clothes. Well, the the fucking movie pans back into a widescreen. I was like, dude, is there a head explosion screen or a head explosion that's about to happen that I don't remember? Because I remember head explosions. And then, no, Uh no, it just cuts to the next scene. Not in this one. Uh, that might happen. Because what you could have done was because they kept cutting one. back to the they kept cutting back to the monitors where she's looking at the monitor. You had the head explode and then blood splatter on the fucking monitor. Mm, right, like, right, 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 right. Would have been a great scene. You do practical effects. You take a shotgun to a bag filled with dog food and you're good to go. Like, there you go. That's what my head feels like after this movie is a bag full of dog food. <sighs> Dude, um, man. So the ending scene. <laughs> Like the the ending scene is too fucking long. Like it yep. could have ended after the helicopter. There's logical closure points. Holy fuck! Um, also, I want to talk yeah. about how when the helicopter crashes, they're like only one body was found, and it was the body of Alice. What happened to the pilot? It there was, was a pilot because Cadillac. Mike Epps did, Mike Epps yells at his face, says, "Get this thing in the air!" Oh right. Where did the pilot go? Right, right, right. I, I mean, know. that was a good redeeming, not that he needed redeemed, but Mike Epps scene where uh, the one bureaucratic corporate douchebag walks into the helicopter and says, why aren't we in the air yet? And Mike Epps is like, because I normally drive a Cadillac. He like face what's, palms him or something. I forget. Punches him. I don't what's know. funny is in the in the outtakes, they zoom in on his face and he looks at the camera. and It's like three seconds. He goes, I forgot my fucking line. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice. there's another funny one where uh oh is it oded oh, sorry dead. i need yeah. to let me yeah oded walk when he first introduces he gets introduced to alice where he busts through the, through the door right. uh that scene is pulled back a little bit and he kicks the door but the door hits the wall comes back and he like hip checks the door because he knows it's gonna hit him and Ooh. it hits him hard and he p- goes up he's smiling he goes that really hurt, and I forgot oh. my line. Like, <laughs> yeah, that'll stun you enough to forget what you're supposed the, to do. The, next. the doorknob goes right into his hip. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the yeah. worst. Yep. And yep, he was just it. like, "Ow!" <laughs> but he's just—he's smiling the whole time, so it made me laugh. I didn't know either from the commentary track. What's funny is his—he didn't want him. He didn't want to be an action star, like an action movie star, and uh, which is funny because ones. that's what. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but everyone was like, or I think the com- or the producers were talking about how, yeah, he, he was one of the ones that knew how to carry guns and stuff like that because he was in the Israeli army uh, back oh. before he was an actor. That so he sense. has like, you know, combat training and all that yeah. stuff, which is makes sense why you wouldn't want to be action star because he's probably seen like real 
combat and he's like this shit sucks so <laughs> mm-hmm. but okay yeah. i think i've gotten most of my rage and anger out uh the end of it I makes think... no sense in terms of the resident evil whatever and it kind i don't know maybe it does maybe it doesn't because like alice breaks out of everything because she says that if she has one continuing line, it's my name is Alice and I remember everything. I'm pretty sure yeah. every movie starts with that. I can't remember. I genuinely cannot remember the rest of the movies except for some scenes. But the first one I've seen the most, this one I've seen the most next. Uh, but the end Me of it, too. the end of it, Jill, Carlo, Carlos is an important character, but he totally bites the dust in, He's in, in, in the game. Yeah, he's in three. He's he's essentially the the dude bro of three that sort of has an interest in Jill and it's kind of reciprocated by the end of it, which is why there's more le- uh, weight to him dying. Um, spoilers. Well, I whatever. think in the third but, one, I mean, I think in the third movie, like he gets offed pretty quickly, if I remember correctly. I don't remember at all. I, it was interesting I don't to me remember, that he but, survived this movie because he definitely dies and it's like a big deal that he does. He gets he risks, bit. He risks his life. Well, he gets cured. There's a cure just at the end of every fucking movie in this thing. So where's the weight of the virus? No, 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 no. This, the cure shows up halfway through the fucking movie in this one. And you're just like, oh, Angie's got it. And he's just, she's like, oh, it's your lucky day. And I was like, this was the whole fucking plot of the first goddamn movie. And we just wrapped it up in the first 35 minutes. (laughs) Hell yeah. So Jill, Carlos, LJ, uh, roll up with an SUV to get Alice because they pretend to be Umbrella. And then for some reason, Angie's in there too. Um, With her pigtails. Yep. So they're off to drive away. And then the the big the new big bad uh, corporate umbrella dude is like, he's conscious. And they're like, they're at the gate. What do we do? And he says, let them go. Basically to let the experiment continue as Alice is. Yeah, uh, it's Dr. Isaacs. He was the one that was working. She remembers him that he was working on the nemesis on Matt when he was in the nemesis program and all that. Also played by, for people that watch or listen, you know, it's watch Game of Thrones. He is played by the, I can't remember the actor's name, but it's the actor that plays the Onion Knight. Uh, he's a really good English actor. Yes. And, uh, I do know that. Uh, I was going to bring something else up before I you were talking about the ending of the movie. The alternate ending of this was what they originally had written. They Please tell about me. It. Um, that she does not meet them at the gate that she basically destroys this entire compound with her psychic powers and then is walking away from a giant explosion of the facility and her friends are outside waiting for her. In the deleted, yeah, that makes sense because in the deleted scenes, she walks out and it starts pouring rain and Jill's standing outside the car waiting on her. And I'm just like, this Hmm. is fucking dumb. Yeah, baby. It's so dumb, man. You have such good source material. Yeah, they have a Code Veronica scene almost frame for frame in it with the helicopter. uh, Yeah. When Claire runs through and just there's glass getting shot and then she drops her gun and then picks it up and shoots three guys. It it's actually more badass how Claire does it in the game, because in the game there's a room full of SWAT bros and she drops her gun and notices a gas tank behind them. So she grabs her gun before it hits the floor, shoots the gas tank explodes somehow she doesn't die. Makes a lot more sense than shooting three fucking these. The the, the umbrella guys look like they should be in Tron. We did not (laughs) even talk about the first scene of Nemesis versus Alice, which I know you loved because she jumped off a bridge, landed fine, jumped back onto the bridge, and then he's going to shoot that cop car, so she fucking jumps off of there and is just fine. I like that Nemesis just shoves the gun down the laundry or the garbage chute and shoots a rocket. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> he's like, fuck that! 
but then he's just like also yeah the thing that she again this is shielded myself from an explosion number two in the movie oh yeah with the laundry bin (laughs) it's no it's a trash bin but it's made of plastic yep i mean those things are made of plastic whether or not it would have protected her is besides the point that that thing still would have gone flying with her in it that would have been great. There's got to be an edit where it just smashes her into the wall and it that would have been, yeah, That would have been worse than getting hit by the explosion. The thing is, like, launching you, and then it stops, and you fly into a wall. <laughs> it's so fucking... It's I, it, it It's, it's kind it's, of amazing it's to me, I, everybody, like, that... To maybe start wrapping this up a little bit, because I feel like we could go on forever, but... We're at, we, like, an hour 18, so... Yeah, so... It's oddly satisfying to me. I Resident Evil and Sonic are the only games I will still buy launch day or soon around their launch in terms of games. Um, It's a little bit surprising that this movie made Corey angrier than it did me because (laughs) I mentioned the Jill Valentine thing also. I was just so infuriated with where they went with her. I haven't watched it. It didn't make any sense. She's in the next movie. I don't remember. I don't remember any of the... I really... It's just a blind rage, maybe. I don't remember any of the movies after this. I I mentioned to you in the first comment uh, discussion we did that halfway through the third movie, I forgot I was watching a Resident Evil movie, so I cannot wait. I'm so... Dude, I can't wait until we get to Brown. I heard, like, shit is really fucking dumb around four, which I think is the introduction of Wesker. So... Uh, maybe. That's gonna be real fun. Uh, no, And I haven't seen this movie in at least a decade. I probably have not watched this one since college, now that I think about it. And that's probably I, don't, why I, don't I think I might have caught it on TV or something, but I was just like, oh, this movie's yeah. bad. So I turned it off like the I first asked... one I have watched and legitimately do enjoy as as a, if I take it as a prequel on its own thing, right. on its own merits. I enjoy the first movie and I've watched it. I watched it since it was new before our commentary. Like I've 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 watched it a couple mm-hmm. of times. This one barely remember. So I'm ready to get into the next ones. I asked Hallie, my wife, I asked her, I was like, I'm going to be, I don't usually ask her if she wants to watch the movies with me, but I was like, you know what? I've been working so much. Let's sit down and watch a movie. I was like, Hey, uh, I got to watch resident evil apocalypse for uh, apocalypse for, uh, the, for the static zone. Do you want to watch it with me? She goes, God, no. And <laughs> I just went, wow. wow. So I was like, you don't want to do it. She goes, no, I don't want to watch that movie. I, I love you, but I don't want to watch that movie with you. So How does she, Oh, okay. That almost she's kept... like, I've seen that movie. She goes, it's terrible. Oh, really? okay. so, yeah. Um, there's a ton of factoids on IMDb. Uh, I, I jotted down real. a couple. The one about the trailer was interesting. The, the, I'd say check out if anything, if you don't watch this movie, at least check out the trailer. Cause you can see like, it was pretty well done. Uh, Paul W.S. Anderson did direct that. He did, or he he wrote that, and then Capcom loved it, and the studio loved it, so they fucking ran with it. They're like, yeah, this is the teaser for sure. Um, oh. The suit for Nemesis weighed in excess of 60 pounds. Stuntman Matthew G. Taylor could only stand in it for periods of up to 15 minutes before it got too hot. Um, yeah, apparently there was like a heat wave. But what's funny is they talked about in the commentary that Toronto, no. Uh, it was freezing. For- through the outside yeah, part. So, what was it? Not Vancouver. Uh, yeah. But they said in some parts of, va- of it, the, when they were talking about the dogs, they were talking about the dog makeup and how they were very, because a lot of the dogs that they used in this movie were the same dogs that they used in the first movie. Mm-hmm. So, and they said in the first movie, they were very cooperative and would jump through like the sugar glass, no problem. But in the mm-hmm. second movie, they wouldn't. And they were like, oh yeah, that's probably because it was so hot. And I was like, wait, I thought they were filming 
Like they they were filming. I guess they filmed for a few months, and when they were filming in September, that's when they were filming the dog scenes. Apparently, there was a like a weird freak heat wave that came through, and oh. it was like they couldn't get the dogs to do anything. And then, but yeah, like you said later, there's parts where they're like the actors and actresses are literally freezing because Raccoon City is supposed to be going through a heat wave right now. Yeah, Jill's in her tube top, and uh, oh, that was the other thing they mentioned about what Jill was wearing because they were like. This is so ridiculous what she's wearing, even though it was in the games. How yeah. are we going to legitimize this? Like, was it that she's an undercover cop? Was it that she was just done clubbing? And they're like, fuck it. It's in the game. So if anything, it'll be recognizable and draw people well, in. She looks, I mean, she looks good. She looks like the character from the game. That's She's the only character fine. that looks like it. I, when that game was new, I thought that was a dumb outfit for fighting zombies because you have more exposed well, skin. But whatever. Especially from the first, like her design from the first game <clears throat> to this game. Yeah, I'm like, that's... Right. Right, Very right. drastic. Um, another thing, though, uh, they mentioned in the commentary when Mila falls. Well, oh, so talk about the dogs. Finish up with the dogs. Yeah, they're not computer gen- generated, just like in the first film. They had actual dogs right. and they basically taped meat to them or something. I forget. But um, yeah, it's just a bunch of makeup. Yeah. The, and the dogs kept licking it off. Um, when Mila <laughs> falls down, when she she wakes up in the hospital from the first movie, and she goes into like a sporting goods or department store and she's getting her new outfit on. She falls down on the ground after she's changed and like you see something crawl up on yes. the inside of her arm. So she's clearly infected with something. And yeah. they originally wanted to have a group of zombies come through and she's getting ready to take them down and like shoot them all. But and then instead the zombies just walk past her because they they see her as one of their they own. Yeah. But they thought yeah. can't do that. That would have been cool exposing too much too soon so they kind of hint towards that throughout this movie well no that makes if you it does it does it makes sense from like pop gun pop gun popcorn eaten doesn't know the resident evil stuff or what's going to happen or doesn't know she's not a character it would make sense to me because that would give too much too soon but that's a good scene so you cut that scene in half you show the part where she sees the thing Could go through her on, skin and right. all that. And then you do it later on to be yeah. like, oh, remember from earlier that she's infected with the teeth? No, it's just like, oh, did you like how? So in the commentary, Instead, track, she's like, got oh, psychic powers. Yeah, the whole reason Angie's actually talking to her through her brain because they're both connected through the T virus. And I'm like, something. Yeah. What? So the T virus is a hive mind? Is that what it is? Because that's what I that means. I don't. I don't know. Fuck this movie. Don't watch it. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get into the ratings then. Uh, How many, uh, how many shotguns, how many shotgun bags of dog food you giving this out of five? I'm giving it, I am giving it two rocket launchers out of five. Boy, howdy. I, it's a bad movie. It's, it's It's not only is it, it's like, not even a great action movie because it has a budget, but it's just so stupid and nothing happens for a lot of it. It really is just them going in circles. There's no, the goal is to, you think the goal is to get out of the city. The goal is really to find the girl and then get out of the city. Something else they took out because it was going to be too dark. The the scene where they wall off the city and don't let the civilians out and they just fire their guns into the air and that scares them enough to run away. Originally, and actually they had well, to they cut it out. them down. Yeah, originally they mow down civilians, and Paul W.S. was like, we decided that was a bit too dark and a little too horrific compared to what you're going to eventually see in the movie. Like, that still is too much 
for that's why you the up the parts. fucking gore the rest that you show zombies ripping people the fucking dawn of the dead di- or uh day of the dead did it in like in the 80s it's one of the best fucking zombie movies ever you see yeah. people get ripped apart you see heads having, get ripped off of bodies while they're still screaming for having zombies in this it really is barely gory comparatively I have to um, ask, is Dr. Ashford the one that created the hive and his no. daughter was based off the Red oh, Queen? Yes. Or his, yes. For his, some the reason Red Queen was based off his daughter? They only hint towards that with Alice recognizing her face and like, and having a little bit of a flashback. And the English accent. Yeah, they. but it clearly was. Um, Ashford is from the games. Uh, not this. You never see Ashford in the games, really, but he's um, the primary plot device in Code Veronica. Um, okay. because his kids are who the enemies are. I forget their first names. Um, Code Veronica is not bad. Definitely play that one, people. Uh, but yeah, so Ashford's from the games anyway. Um, okay. I will, I, I wish I remembered what I gave the first one. I don't suppose you've gotten far enough in reviewing that you I haven't gotten to that one yeah. yet. I'm coming up close on it. I'm on episode like um, 18 right now. So, and like, and I almost want to keep in mind, like I gave voices a three, but this is, I'd give this a two. What did you give it? I forget. I gave it a two as well. I think we did give the first one. The first one's better. I think we gave it slightly higher. Yeah. Even in almost. I would give it like, I think I gave one like a three or something like that. I I would give, I would maybe give the first one a higher score than what I did based on watching this now, (laughs) but I can't do that. We're going to have to do, once we do in six years, once we have all the fucking Resident Evil movies done, are we going to have to do a Resident Evil ranking episode? Boy, howdy. Uh, maybe I don't know. Ranking res- of Resident Evil. <laughs> the ranking rankings of evil is what I'm sure no podcast has stolen that idea. I I give it a solid two. Not any better. Not any worse. Because it was still you can still be entertained by this. You can still like sit back and I did find myself like not taking notes and kind of just watching some scenes. Um, the yeah, first one is just better. I agree with it. The third one. I don't remember, but probably gets worse. Uh, we'll get ready. We'll talk about it. So sorry, my yeah, hair is messing up on me. Those are always in our back, our uh, uh, the back of the burner. When we don't burner. know what to fucking watch. So. Back of the burner. Yeah. Um, when we run, we'll go to Transformers movies. So. I don't know if I could. Uh, two to five for this bitch. Um, and uh, that leads us into what we're watching next time. Corey, tell us. Uh, wait, did, did we decide? Yeah. Is I it the one I think it is? Yeah, I also left that in another room because I bought it recently. Is it the one that starts with W? Yes. Okay, then here we go. Wild Zero. Yeah. <laughs> I had it ready in my hand. Wild this Zero. This is your pick. Oh, okay, sure. Um, well, you've brought this to my attention a yes. long time ago. We saw it, Rachel and I saw it a while ago, and we're amazed that we hadn't heard of it before. So I don't want to hype it up too much, but it really caught us off guard, basically. Um, the reason we're surprised we hadn't heard of it before is because it is quite literally a punk rock zombie film. So I'm wondering, can I expect levels of Streets of Fire from this, Scotty? I don't think so. I don't really know. I don't really know what you mean by that. <laughs> I don't uh, really know we'll what you see. mean by that when I think of this movie, but I think you'll at least enjoy it. We'll definitely have stuff to talk about, but if you haven't seen it, everyone, if you want to prep, Wild Zero is what we've got coming up next. Um, yeah, I got a copy. I got a copy on the Amazon, but that was about a year ago, so I don't know if it's still on there. So, gotcha. Uh, oh, I forgot it was named Guitar Wolf. Okay, I'm gonna put this down. That's so. the name of the band. Isn't it? <laughs> that's awesome, Guitar Wolf. Yeah, uh, but this has been fun and educational. Hasn't it? My blood pressure is high. 
Yep. So, <laughs> um, I hate you. We're going to keep going through these movies, though. That's that's the most painful thing to think about. It's my uh, favorite podcast I do. Yep. That's the only one you do. There um, it is. <laughs> I got it. I figured out, figured out the joke. Figured out the joke. So uh, please go listen to last time. We uh, hung out with our friends Brittany and Kenny talking about The Voices, a Ryan Reynolds film not many people know about, we think. Happy belated birthday. We fucking forgot. So. Yep. To her, to me, I got... Uh, yep, never mind. I'm going to trail off. You got older. Because so. this is the end. This is... And because you got to remember, if you're getting a little bit of static... Don't touch that dial because you are right where you need to be. The static zone. I got this bitch. <laughs> I got this bitch. <laughs> oh, I got this bitch. Right. Not calling someone a bitch. I got this. I not, not. I got. Oh no, yeah. The, okay. No, goodbye. We'll keep, okay, keep, nope. Keep it all this in. Here it is. Here goes the Imagine outro. Where you can reverse the effects of age, stress, and sun. From the leading name in biotechnology comes Regenerate. Another breakthrough from the Umbrella Corporation. Regenerate's revolutionary T-cell formula actually brings dead cells back to life. Now, your youthful beauty can last forever. Always consult your doctor before starting treatment. Some side effects may occur. Regenerate is a registered trademark of the Umbrella Corporation. Our business is life itself.